You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Casey, getting into this game against Boston, like I said, I, I think that the Lightning were perfectly poised to have a back-to-back game and to to be able to take care of business because they were energized from this exciting win the night before. But they also know that they kind of scraped out the win, that they didn't play the perfect game and they want to play better. You see how they come in and honestly, you know, while I, I'm not going to say it was a great quote-unquote start because like you know, the, the Bruins come out and they, they score they within all like, of the early goal. I, the first kind of like minute of the game, like a minute and seven in and, and, and they get a goal. But after that, the lightning defended really well. I mean, Boston had nine other shots in, in, in the first period um, or nine shots total. So eight other aside from the, the one that they got a goal on. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't, they had 11 shots on goal in the second and the Lightning defended really, really well. So honestly, I was really impressed with this game, especially because coming off of such a high-scoring game, um, to see such a defensive-minded game, I think that they remember losing to Boston the last time. They were oh, really yeah. frustrated after that loss. Mm-hmm. And that's why we saw them come out in that very next game, and they played a heck of a lot better, right? Um, Fantastic. You know what stood out to me the most too? Yeah. Um, Because you mentioned the fact of how they got started in the first period. But what was really great to see was the fact that it wasn't the first line. It wasn't the second line that kind of kept them in that first period. It was the third and the fourth line. Pat Maroon has probably had two or three really great games as of late. Um, Stepping up on the forecheck, bodying out guys, kind of flustering them when they try to manage the puck against him. He just uses his size to throw them off or pin them against the boards and helps his team get the puck back. So Pat has stepped up a lot and he's held himself accountable after a few of those losses in the past few weeks here. But it was also Nemestikov and this third and fourth line showing that they can be equally as aggressive in in the two-way format versus just trying to put pucks up there. Corey Perry stepping up so much more, really fighting for scoring opportunities. But in that first period, significantly, the third line, the fourth line, Ross Cole and Nemestikov, Pat Maroon, um, they fought hard to make sure that the defending portion of their game showed up for their team, but they also started to create chances. Like I thought it was going to be one of those two lines that ended up getting a goal first because of how aggressively they were hitting the ice. And I feel like they were the ones that started to force the tilt in the bolts favor. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I agree. I, I think that the way that the lightning played and, and, I just think that Casey, the the thing that impressed me the most was the second period. I think that that's like, I just, because we've talked a lot this season about what the Lightning have done in the second period. And it hasn't always been good. It hasn't always been pretty. And so the fact that they came out and not only did they defend well, but then, you know, they, they, 
they get that power play opportunity. They take advantage of it. And of course, it's Steven Stamkos. That's his 999th point, uh, you know, for his career with that uh, power play goal. And it wasn't even at the beginning of the of, of the period. You know, it it's at the end of the period, hopefully, you know, kind of getting these guys going um, right before you know, before going into the third period. So really setting the tone, setting the momentum, you 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 leave the second period and you know, hey, we won that period. We won the second period. And now and we're going- You know what's fascinating about that setup too? When yeah. When Stan got nine, uh, 909, that's, I hate that number. <laughs> it's a tough for me. 999, and that just sounds like bad juju. Um, moments before Stammer collects that 999th point, Yes, Casey, I did it. Um, Cooper, the Cooper shuffle came in. If I wasn't setting up my laptop last night, I was blowing up Kaylee's own already between the World Cup and other things. But um, Cooper shuffled up the lines just a little bit. He moved Braden Point to the second line with Pauly and Stamp with uh, Paul and Kalorn and moved Stamkos up to the top line with Cooch and Hagel. So I thought that was interesting because a couple of games ago, Alex Kalorn, when that first second line started to come into formation early in the season, Killer mentioned in a post game, he was like, yeah, he's like, sometimes we'll shift it up to see if we can create a different spark. And it was interesting mm-hmm. because it did set off some sort of spark. It also gives the Bruins a different look than what they've adjusted for uh, after playing and beating the Bolts on Monday. So I found that to be really interesting that moments after that little you know change up comes, here comes Stammer coming in with his 999th point. Wow. The fact that I can say that sentence is so cool for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that, and that was on the, you know, and that was on the power play too, you know? And so it just, again, like the fact that the, the, the lightning, you know, they had a, they had a really hot power play in these last two games. It was it was really good. And Casey, you make a good point because obviously the guy these guys play together a lot on the power play, but they're not necessarily playing together a lot in even strength. And so having a few extra shifts where you are playing together in even strength, I think it bodes well then for the power play as well. And probably John Cooper said, hey, we've been so hot on the power play. Maybe I need to get Stammer up in the mix on that top line so that uh, so that we can maybe generate some even strength action too. It was the power play that ended up generating um, for this team last night. Uh, like I said, the the Lightning were one for two on the power play and and that Steven Samco's goal was a power play goal. Again, right to end that second period. So you come into the third period and you're and you're feeling really good about yourself. You're thinking, okay, we just ended the second on the power play goal. We tied things up. This is a Boston team that has like a 37 point differential. You know, they they really score a lot on teams and they don't allow a lot of goals. This game is ours to lose. Like we have all we we need to come out and defend well, continue to defend well, and then take advantage of the opportunities that present themselves. And I think this is where things kind of go a little bit wrong for the Lightning. Um, and whenever you you heard from Coach Cooper after the game, this is probably the biggest thing that he got frustrated with. If you guys remember, I'm, I'm going to kind of like big picture set this up. In, in, in my uh, Kaylee's Corner the other day, I talked about, okay, the Lightning, they're taking way too many penalties. And part of the, you know, part of how many goals they're allowing in a game is based off of how many penalties they're taking because they were taking, I think on average, like 5.9 penalties or something like that in the last 10 games. So a a stupid number of penalties, way too many, way too many penalties. And so um, 
I, my, my point was, hey, cut down on penalties and you're and you're most likely, statistically speaking, you're going to cut down on goals. Um, yeah. But in addition to that, you also need to step up that, that penalty kill. You need to have a really strong penalty kill. And if you if, if teams do have a chance, you need to be able to finish them off and stop them. And Casey, I think that was the frustrating part for this team last night is because they weren't able to do that. They were able to do half of it. They cut down on the penalties. They only had one penalty in the whole game. They only gave Boston one opportunity on the power play. And Boston succeeded on that. Um, And the the Bolts couldn't shut down that. The second top range power power play unit in the league right now. So that was the, the big hiccup there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and and that's why I said, you know, coming into this game, you really have to be careful about how many penalties you're taking. They were. They only took one penalty, but they still couldn't stop that Boston team even after, um, you know, everything that they did in the second period within the first three minutes of the game. Boston comes in, they get the power play opportunity, and they capitalize on it. Um, And that's just frustrating for this team, you know, um, because they played a really solid game. And so then for it, for it to just be kind of taken away on the penalty kill, um, that, that was the thing that I heard from John Cooper last night that he seemed the most frustrated about that. He was just, he said specifically, you know, we had one, we had one job in the third, you know, we, we had one job and we couldn't even stop their one power, you know, power play opportunity that really frustrated him. He was not happy with that. So I will not be surprised Casey, if he potentially switches things up on that penalty kill unit, or if we just see a lot of practice for that penalty kill unit, because he was not overly impressed with that. And I think that that's kind of what obviously ended up doing the team in. And then after that, they just, they they couldn't really control the puck. They weren't able to pull Vassy, you know, very early. Normally Coop would pull him around three minutes. They weren't really able to pull him until like a minute and 20 seconds left in the game. Whenever there was like a face off um, Mm -hmm. because Boston just kept pressing. They just kept getting it into the lightning zone. And and so they weren't able to pull the goalie and try to get anything going to uh to even things up <coughs> right bless you thank you <laughs> and it's just we talked about how the bolts respond in the previous game versus the sabers and i think where coach cooper was also frustrated is even though they had that response they were the ones that kind of negated their their strong response to whatever the bruins do their way so what was unfortunate too is the, is how heavily the bolts tilted the ice in their favor to make it to to make it work out. But then there's that goal, Kaylee, that you wanted to talk about. That almost goal, a oh. huge chance by Corey Perry in the third period caused a, such a pretty momentum swing. I mean, after he did not land that goal, this team came out 
10 times harder and they had already started to tilt the ice in their favor. But to see that, you know, that chance was there, that was so close that they were in this game by, you know, that much. Um, I, I do appreciate the momentum swing that that gave this team after that, but it was just, you can only work so hard against the clock. And if it wasn't for that power play goal, as you mentioned, Kaylee, then that's what's so frustrating because it would have set them into another overtime opportunity after mm-hmm. such a hard fought game. Because for for I would say personally, two out of three periods, the Bulls tilted the ice in their favor. I really yeah. appreciate um, their strong forechecking. And a huge contributing factor to that forechecking element is Brandon Hagel. He is insane. He's he. He's one of the he's the best four checker on that team right now, especially with Anthony uh, Anthony Sorelli not in the lineup. <clears throat> yeah, and I tried to get Coop to to own up to that after um, one of the practices. I'm like, all right, well, well with Sorelli out, who's that next guy? And he was kind of hesitant to answer it, but eventually he said, you know, he really likes Brendan Hagel's game and he likes how much it's starting to come that to come to life. And we've talked about it here on Pucks and Bolts. It's coming to life game by game by game. And he's actually one of the top guys contributing to, to takeaways. It was Chris Kren that tweeted, Hagel continues to be a pest on the forecheck for the Bolts with two takeaways, uh, earning Hagel's at 17 takeaways in November with the second most in the NHL. And that was versus the Sabres before getting to the Bruins. And I can tell you guys this, he was just as irritating versus the Bruins. He was all over the ice. When he got knocked down, he was so quick to get back up and just be that fly on the all over them. And we really haven't seen that since Yanni Gord. Mm-hmm. And last season, we saw that starting to come come to life more for Anthony Sorelli. He was translating that to his game because he skates so wide and he's able to kind of, even though he's not the tallest guy or the biggest guy on the ice, Sorelli takes up space in this weird way. So that's what helped him be so strong on the forecheck as well as the fact that he's a pest. But it's interesting to see Brandon Hagel now kind of adapt to that and be that next pest on the team. But he's not only just somebody who's strong on the forecheck, he's creating those takeaways. And to know that you have a guy on your roster that's second in the league for takeaways, that's so helpful. So there were so many bright spots to this game versus the Bruins. And I think what hurts the most is to let up in the second period on Monday last week after having a strong first period against well, the best team in the league right now, to coming on and responding to that opening goal, to tilting the ice in your favor, to having a great forechecking game, to playing really well in the neutral zone, something else that they have been focusing on in practices aside from special teams, to do all these right things versus a great team like the Boston Bruins and to have that win like at your fingertips. I always like asking, not players and coaches, because I don't want to be the person that asks irritating questions, but I'm always curious to what stings the most? Is it that gap loss or is it that, wow, we we actually had that and it slipped between our fingertips? And I think the slip between the fingertips always stings a little more. Yeah. No, I think I think that the 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 players and coaches would agree a hundred percent, Casey. Um, well, you you noted a few positive aspects of this game. So I think that leads us into our cherry picker for this game, round two. Round Casey, two. I'm gonna be so basic again. I'm gonna Go for it. I'm going to just do stammer again. I mean, I like he gets going on the power play. He's he's been, he's the only goal. He's been doing it in so many different ways, even strength power play. You know, Cooper is switching him up. Clearly he's hot right now. Cooper sees it. Everybody feels it. I think there's like anticipation going for like what, you know, what is to come with, with him and his, you know, on watch for the career point 1000. Um, and I think that, 
I think we're seeing it in his game. I think that Steven Stamkos is playing really, really hot right now. Um, and it was really good to see the fact that he was able to, in both of these games, shine, get get a power play goal, get some even strength goals. Um, and um, yeah, he he he's my cherry picker for that reason. I think that's again, it's it's suiting. <laughs> Sam goes is the captain for a reason, but it's exciting to see what's to come for him. And that's just one milestone he's about to hit this season. He has oh my a, goodness! One waiting in the wings. Um, I'm gonna okay so. I, I think I'm going to have a uh, honorable mention, but first my cherry picker is going to be Brandon Hagel. He's, he's such a difference maker on this team uh, in many ways, but it kind of just goes back to what I was, what I was talking about moments ago in terms of four checking and creating turnovers and his, his relentless attack up there, you know, he's either creating chances for Nikita Kucherov or Braden Point, or he's taking them himself. So the, the, the stronger two way, player that you can be and I think it was it was either Brandon Hankel or Nick Paul that mentioned how important it is to have a defensive element to your game but I think that Brandon Hagel has such a balanced attack that's just getting going and like I mentioned you want that guy on your team that's going to create takeaways but also create scoring chances and now he's starting to rack up in that goal column as well so Brandon Hagel is going to be my cherry picker my honorable mention has to be Pat Maroon um, as I said over the last couple of games he's kind of been a key guy in and setting different kinds of tones. Obviously, he's he's one of those muscle players that come out there and get in guys' heads. He tried to get a few Bruins players to debate into fighting him last night, and they did not do it. I think they learned after Monday. But aside from the physical element of his game, it's the fact that he had a high uh, ozone start percentage, and he helped get those third and fourth lines more involved versus a strong Bruins team. And I think that Patty was a tone setter in that first period to help keep this team focused mentally and in the game. And he's taking responsibility after games beforehand, saying that he can, you know, do a little better in the crease, help get his team going that much more. And it wasn't just the physical element of his game. It's the fact that he brought a whole different tone to everything in that first period, which was crucial. So Pat's going to be my honorable mention for the Boston Bruins game. I love that. I love that. And and like you said, Casey, it was, I think it was more of a heartbreaking loss, um, but it was, there were some really good moments in the game and, and really, I mean, it was really just the penalty kill that kind of, that kind of did the team in um, against a really, really good Boston Bruins power play. Uh, so you have to give them credit a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Casey, uh, we have some more lightning hockey coming up. Uh, stay tuned for an after skate. Casey and I are going to have a little bit of an after skate for you tomorrow to preview the next game. The Lightning will take on John Tortorella and the Flyers. So be sure to subscribe to Pucks and Bolts wherever you get your podcasts. Also follow us at Pucks and Bolts on Twitter where we have video extras, interviews with coaches and players and so much more. Be sure to download the Odyssey app. It is the best place to find Pucks and Bolts. Once you download the app, you can just find Pucks and Bolts. Turn on the auto-download button, and anytime we have a new episode or a new After Skate, it will come straight to you. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Kaylee Mizell. You can find me at Kaylee Mizell. She's Casey Hudson. You can find her at The Sports Case, and we will see you guys tomorrow.